in. Time for the virtual stoop sit. I've made my way to the virtual stoop. How about you? How y'all doing? Hey, Jess, good to see you. How y'all doing? You know, we've been coming together on this stoop since March 16th. It wasn't called the stoop back then, but it is now. Yana's here. Yay. Karina and Lisa. I don't see all of your names all at once, so forgive me. Hey, good morning. I could use a hug today, so feel free to send one my way. I'm sending a big one all y'all's way. Uh, uh, uh. Good morning. Good to see you. And thanks for showing up because I completely forgot to post a little reminder about stoop sits. I tried to do that like morning of just to peak everyone's memory because we have a lot of things going on in our lives. Hi, Anne. Um, but I forgot to. So I'm extra grateful that y'all remembered or saw the little go live and were like, oh, yeah, stoop sit. So thank you. Danette and Heidi. Hey, hello. Hello. Good to see all of you. Davola's here. Like I said, I really appreciate it. I didn't do a little reminder and that just like really speaks to the quality of human that is in attendance right now. So I see you. I see you. And Debbie, um, come on in. Keep coming on in. Scooch over. Make room for all of our friends on the stoop. Um, I wanted to share a little something. I said I could use a big hug today. Um, truth be told, I could use a big hug every day. But um, I am being given a great gift right now that I wanted to share with uh, all of you and, and to the degree that it's of benefit. Oh, Susan says, my alarm is set for stoop sets. Are you kidding on my calendar? Thank you. That's like daymaker level shit right there, y'all. Daymaker level. So thank you. Hey, Lee just joined us. I appreciate that so much. Really, really, truly. So what I was saying is that I'm being given a great gift right now that I am just feeling like I must share with you. And I, I think many of you can relate to it. Um, and it's that my father-in-law is heading into his final days of life. And before you go like, oh, shit, it's going to be that kind of a downer. It's not really like that's part of it. Um, the reason that's a gift is that. And any of you that have been through anything like this, where you've shepherd, shepherded someone through their transition or a close friend or family member, someone that you know has gone through this, it gives us the opportunity. Here's the gift. It gives us the opportunity for reflection. And that's really, um, the, for me anyway, the main reflection is always like, and what will you do with this one wild and precious life? You know, like ye who still has it, uh, what are you doing? It's like, it's such an incredible gift because it's like this check-in, this little reminder uh, for you to evaluate where you're putting your energy and where some boundaries need to be shored up and uh, whether or not you're in alignment with, you know, what you feel your dharma is or the uh, living in a way that really honors uh 
the God of your understanding. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that the fact that you're alive, that you think it's a big deal <laughs> that you're alive. I guess that's really what it boils down to is, you know, you, we can slide into autopilot and forget what a big deal it is <laughs> that we're alive. You know, it's like this idea that you roll over early in the morning crack an eye open and you're like oh shit here I am again like the day that ceases to be cause for celebration and I mean that sincerely the day that that ceases to be cause for celebration that's a good day to say am I really living so as my sweet father-in-law is transitioning I am doing a lot of reflection on what I'd like to call energy stewardship good energy stewardship. Now, stewardship is a word that, frankly, I never use. Like, isn't any of you that are of the right age, um, back on Love Boat, wasn't, like, one of them was a steward. One of the characters on Love Boat was a steward. Anyone? Anyone? It was the brown-haired guy. Is his name Gopher? Go Gopher? Would that make him a steward? He was like, Gopher? Anyway, um... If you remember, let me know. But um, the, the word steward was, you know, present for me in the 70s. And then <laughs> I never really used it again. And then it came up with environmental stewardship. And I thought, oh, I love that. Like, I'm a word lover. So I, I thought, oh, environmental stewardship, you know, where we are very conscious about our impact on the environment and how we're contributing to um, conserving the, the um, natural beauty and our natural resources that are available to us. So you get it, right? Environmental stewardship. So that word came back up for me from love boat to a big void to uh, environmental stewardship. And I'm using it here in another way around energetic stewardship. May we be great stewards of our energy. And right now, in the era that we're in, where your attention, we're in like an attention economy, where your attention is considered a valuable commodity, right? And so you have a lot of uh, pulls on your attention and therefore your energy, right? So many of you maybe have heard this before, but where prana, energy goes, Chitta flows, that's consciousness. Where energy goes, consciousness flows. And then the converse, where consciousness goes, where chitta goes, prana flows. So where consciousness goes, energy flows. Where energy flows, consciousness flows, right? So what that says to me is, and when I recognize that we have so many people, businesses, politicians, friends, everybody uh, trying to command your attention and therefore your energy, that it becomes more and more important for us to practice good energetic stewardship. And let me just say, I think that we could use these profound moments where maybe we're going through something really big, like mortality big, like, like what I'm experiencing right now through with my, in my family. Um, but we can also make a point of doing regular check-ins. This could be every hour, <laughs> hell, every minute. <laughs> 
Um, but one every day, every year, you could set a, a, a calendar on your calendar to say quarterly, let me do a little check-in on my energetic stewardship. You know, whatever works for you. The point is there's not doing it because you're getting sucked under or going into autopilot. And then there's doing it because it's a big deal to you that you're alive every day. Right? I'm not going to tell you what you should do with your energy. I think that that is an abuse of our stoop relationship. You know, I'm not going to say you should do this and you should do that. The only should I'm going to give you is maybe you should practice good energetic stewardship. And I feel comfortable saying you should do that because it's for your it's for your good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's for you. It's not for me, it's for you. Ultimately though, it is for me because when you're being a good steward of your energy, everyone around you benefits. And uh, I just had a conversation around boundaries. Uh, God, they're hard, you know, but they are a great example of energetic stewardship where you are being a good steward of your prana because you think it's a big deal to be alive today, right? And so the conversation was around how difficult boundaries are, particularly with family. That's a whole nother stoop set. Um, and, and I read this somewhere and I was just like, which was the people that are the most upset about your boundaries are the ones that benefit the most from you not having any. If you haven't heard that, let that sink in. The people who are the most upset about your boundaries, which is energetic stewardship, are the ones who benefit the most from you not having any. In other words, from you being a poor steward of your own energy. I'm not trying to say that boundaries are easy. Say that again. You got it. The people who resist your boundaries the most are the ones who benefit the most from you not having any. And I'd be happy to type that out if you want me to, if it's impactful for you too. Um, but th that is very much an example of when we are experiencing poor energetic stewardship. And so as I am being given this gift of kind of walking alongside beloved people whose lives are coming to an end, it is asking me to redouble my efforts to be a great energetic steward. And I really wanted to share that with you in the event that, you know, you, you can take it in right now. Maybe you can't. Like sometimes you know how we have to wait until something heavy happens to us before we get it. You know this, right? Right? Like you, you hear it, but you're like, oh, uh -huh, yeah, that sounds great. But it doesn't really sink in until something happens to you. This may be that like that. But I thought in the off chance that you can hear me and feel me here on the stoop, um, I wanted to share it with you that maybe we could all here on the stoop have an opportunity to just do a check in with our energetic stewardship. Don't forget, we are in an attention economy. It, attention also then implies your energy is going to it. The stewardship is really around us being discerning about where we put our attention and our energy, our prana and our chitta, you know, and it's work, y'all. 
It is work. It's work. I see your hearts. Thank you. It's work. Um, <laughs> if it were easy, we'd all do it, you know, but easy, and I am putting this in finger quotes, easy is just doing what makes other people benefit or feel better uh, or, or makes them happier with you or the status quo or what you're quote supposed to do. Those things seem easier, but I know y'all feel me on this in the long term. Those aren't easier because you suffer because of them. If we use the example of boundaries, like believe me, I've been there 108,000 times where I have the opportunity to impose a boundary. That would be me being a good energetic steward. But but you know what? In this moment, it just feels easier not to. Right. And you go like, OK, so you just you just do whatever it is that makes everything seem happy and peaceful for the moment or whatever. Right. You don't rock the boat. But then but then where's the boat rocking? It's inside of you. Right. You can't really love yourself because you didn't take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's like you put their comfort above yours. Now, I keep using the example of boundaries, quite frankly, because it came up this week, right? So it's like fresh in my mind. But this goes for everything. This goes for simple things about you making intentional decisions around like, have you guys heard the phrase doom scrolling? It's like, I, you know, I just just learned this, you know, new word. I, it came up in a New York Times article I read, read doom scrolling, where people get like a little obsessive about continuing to scroll through things that uh, make them feel bad. That would be an example. Doom scrolling, if you've heard of it, would be an example of poor energetic stewardship. Chitta is going into this which makes you feel uh, upset, right? And then energy is flowing in that direction too. Where chitta goes, prana flows and vice versa. So it could be from as simple as being more discerning about things like taking in news and information and having boundaries around that. Boundaries are not always uh, with other people. Sometimes they're with yourself, you know, like, no, this is a boundary. I'm going to dedicate this amount of time to this. And then that's it. Then that's it. You know, so it's like I can stay informed and still care for myself. In my mind, that would be an example of good energetic stewardship. You're not becoming an ostrich, you know, which is a different kind of energetic stewardship. That's called like hibernation or something, hiding. <laughs> um, but it's, it's being intentional. It's being discerning. The word in Sanskrit for discernment is vivika. I've brought it up before on these stoop sets, vivika, discernment. So it is, in fact, a teaching of yoga that we learn how to be discerning. And I think a lot of us that are givers, a lot of us that are kind of like, call it the heartbeat of your home, you know, you are the emotional center of your household. You are the glue, right? Is that resonating with anyone? We are the least likely, in fact, to be great energetic stewards, you know? Yeah, mental hygiene. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I talked about mental hygiene. That It was not mental hygiene. It was spiritual hygiene. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, you, obviously, I think about a lot of the same things. Um, 
we tend to be the poorest at our energetic stewardship. This is why we run ourselves ragged in our efforts to support everyone and everything, right? Those are, it's a wonderful thing to do that. And I'm not saying to stop, like be the heartbeat of your home, be the glue. Those are, those are the things I would have to say I'm the most proud of in my whole life. And yet it's not sustainable to embrace that role without excellent energetic stewardship. So that's really what I wanted to bring to the stoop today for you to chew on to your liking, right? To however much you may um, resonate with that. Um, I just, like I said, it felt important to me to share the gift that I'm being given right now, which is this great cause for reflection to check in on my own energetic stewardship. Like, hey, I've got this one precious life. It's the only one we can be sure of. If I get 108 more after this, bonus. But I don't know that I'm going to get those. I just don't. I don't have that certainty. So this is the only one I'm certain of. This this moment, this life. I need to hear this every morning for 108 days. Yeah, I know, I know. And maybe I'll fully live it. We need these reminders. But that's what Stoopsis is all about. I'm not telling y'all anything you don't know. This is really about a reflection. And that's what friends do, right? That's what friends do. They can reflect for us the things that we already know, the wisdom that's within, the guru that's already within you. Right. This is what friends do. So that's what I wanted to bring to you, my friends, is to share the opportunity. If you feel like that's something you want to tackle yourself is to do a little check in. And I like the idea of being um, you could be if it's helpful to you to focus is you could be rather formal about it, where you could kind of like even create a pie chart. That'd be sort of fun. A pie chart of like where you're putting your energy. And is that what you want? If it turns out to be exactly what you want in alignment, check right on. Give yourself a self hug. You know what I mean? Like, good job. It still makes it worth checking in though, because you might find like, whoa, that is not in alignment with how I want to live this one life. I'm sure that I have, and that it is an amazing thing, right? It it is a cause for celebration that I'm alive again today. I, I need to treat it like that. This just made me think of something, total mental ping pong, which is sort of my favorite sport. But um, I used to lead a group, you can call it a cleanse, but I sort of don't like that word anymore. But it was like, it was kind of like a mindfulness exercise, but we used food as part of it. Okay, it's sort of like that. But it was based on a book called If the Buddha Came to Dinner. I know some of you read it with me at that time, um, but... It's a great book because the premise of it is, what would you prepare if the Buddha came to dinner? And then the question, of course, is, why aren't you preparing that for yourself? (laughs) And I loved that reflection because it's so true. You know, if the Buddha comes over, you're going to like bring out the spread, I assume. Right. But why not? Why not love yourself and the life force that's in you? Why not celebrate the life force that's in you just as much, you know? So that that just popped into my head with some mental ping pong. But um, that's an example of energetic stewardship is saying like, well, for one thing, 
food is a source of prana, right? Food is a source of prana. It feeds our physical body, anamaya kosha, the, the physical layer of ourselves. So we would want it to be, let's call it celebratory food. You know what I mean? Like food that reflects how special it is that you're alive, right? And that it gives you the energy to go out and manifest your offerings in the world, whatever they may be. Anyway, I don't want to go off on another tangent because boy, can I get tangential talking about stuff like this. Lots of um, mental ping pong. But anyway, let's sit. Let's sit, do a short sit together. This is like, I think what is so special about the fact that we've been doing this since March 16th, right? That we have these sits together, coming together from all over the world, right here on a virtual stoop. Like, that's a that's a win for quarantine 2020. I'm just saying it is for me anyway. Um, but these are the little reminders. So let's now harness our energy in a particular way through meditation. And that will help train us up to be better energetic stewards. All right. So please find a workable seat and turn your palms down on your thighs so that you're emphasizing apanavayu, the downward flow of energy, meaning get grounded and present in this moment. And one way that you can begin your effort of harnessing, yoking your attention is to bring it to your physical body right now. So notice the sensations of where your body is meeting that which is beneath you, the floor, a cushion, a chair, your bed, whatever it is. Notice the sensation of your palms on your legs. I mean, it seems like it's the same thing, but it's not your legs on your palms. And then bring special focus to your sitting bones, rooting downward into whatever is supporting you. And the opposite energy of your shoulders, the crown of your head, the bridge of your nose, the roof of your mouth rise upward, downward and upward. And then observe the space that unites those two poles. Feel your abdominals and your strong back both engaging to telescope your spine. And now begin to witness your breath. Start with sensation. Can you tune in to how it feels to have breath pass outer nostrils, inner nostrils? and then back out again. Focus on that.
And tune in now to the energy that moves through your being. This is subtle. But notice whether you feel a swiftness, a slowness, a sharpness, a dullness. These are not thoughts. How is energy moving through your being today? Feel it moving to every little nook and cranny. It's a real skill to be able to observe energy moving without physical movement. If you haven't achieved that yet, just keep trying, keep looking. Go a little deeper into yourself, your third layer of consciousness, mental and emotional. These are the layers that are so susceptible to this attention economy being pulled hither and yon, leaving you feeling depleted. No need to judge yourself for that. Just know this is where that's happening. And yet, if you're able to observe your emotions, if you're able to observe your thoughts, then you know your ability to be intentional and discerning with them. They do not control the entirety of you. So go deeper. How can you observe? From the next layer of consciousness, Vinyana Maya, the witness. This is the layer of knowledge, Jnana. This is where discernment comes from. This layer of our being is always present. Sometimes we just give in to the third layer. Instead of seeking counsel with our wisest self. Go deeper. The fifth layer of your consciousness, Ananda Maya. 
This is the deepest sheath that encircles your very soul. This sheath is characterized by bliss. Not bliss because things are going your way. This is the bliss when you crack an eye open and you realize you're alive again, that you're manifest in this world. The potential is what gives you bliss. This is where you are free from suffering already. May it comfort you to know this layer of your being is already part of you, not something you're given or that you earn. And then go deeper into communion with your soul, Atman. Your pure essence. That part of you that is in fact divine. When we speak of oneness, we are one. The divine in me sees the divine in you. This is what we're talking about. Not your personality, not your body, not your words, your expression. This, soul to soul. And then pan out and witness your whole self from skin to soul. Every layer, absolutely essential. None better than the other. And witnessing the glory of our wholeness May we learn to not squander the life force that we have and steward our energy wisely. That includes when we make mistakes. Now let's bring our hands together in front of our hearts so that right away we can amplify the power of this sit by offering its merits out to all beings, to their wholeness. May our efforts in self-inquiry and self-awareness be of benefit. And may we teach others simply by our living example. Om Shanti. Shanti, Shanti, peace, peace, peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate it so much when you hang around for the sit.
Tammy says, needed to bug out work calls. Do it later. That's right. That's why I record these so that you can always go back. And if you enjoy the sits and like you got what you needed from the talk, just a reminder, you can always fast forward to the sits if um, you note that there's one that you felt was particularly meaningful for you. So um, thank you again. Let's see, what do I have for you? I put out a new home practice called Chill Out, and that's for both physical heat, uh, but also energetic heat. If you're feeling the, the inner fires are raging, uh, that's what that practice was inspired by. And thank you all so much. I see your thank yous. I appreciate it. And so chill out, I put out, and I'm still working on the, the club. That's all I'm calling it for now on a membership club. Uh, you know me, I'm a perfectionist. So I want everything to be just perfect, which means I take forever. Um, so that's what's going on. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You, you, I know I, I say it every time and I hope that I never sound disingenuine, but these are really meaningful to me. And, um, you know, occasionally I have those doubts, like, does anybody really care or whatever? But you do. And you're so generous with letting me know that. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate that and how it bolsters me if I have feelings of doubt. So um, thank you. And... Yeah, it's always good to be on the stoop with you. You know, on the other days, I do much shorter Daily Dice reality riffs. So if you haven't seen any of those, there's quite a few of those, and they tend to be awfully silly. Um, Diane says she's driving to the beach. Yeah, nice. Enjoy it. You do care bunches, Anne. I feel it. I feel it. You, you all... Um, really uh, give me something to look forward to. So thank you for that. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, if you felt like anything I shared today was helpful, definitely feel free to share um, this video or I always uh, record these just as audio for the podcast, which is at stoopsits.com for people that would rather listen in their car or while exercising or, you know, whatever. So that's at Stoopsits. I'll have that up in within a half hour. So thank you again. Big hug to you. I really appreciate you giving space to, to like ventilate my thoughts and feelings on, on energetic stewardship. So have a fantastic Tuesday. Tuesdays are ruled by Mars. So watch your heat today, y'all. Watch your heat. Talk. My email went out yesterday, darling. So it won't be for like another week. My email went out yesterday. Um, if you're not finding those, you can usually uh, go to my Instagram feed and I will have made a post in my feed uh, about that. Uh, there's like a link in my bio too. So if you missed yesterday's email, which had a lot of stuff in it, lots of things that are tips, um, not like heavy reading, more like thoughts, tips, things that make you maybe go, oh, you know what? That's what I'm hoping. Anyhow, bye y'all. Big squeeze. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'll see you next week or uh, shoot me a note when I uh, on a daily dice or anytime you want to. All right. Take good care. Thanks again for being here. <laughs>